0: Hey, folks! Welcome to Dicing with Design, the third episode. <laughs> hey, guys, how you get on? Not bad, not bad. Who are we again? I always forget. I'm Colin. I'm, I'm Grant Joe. Sensei.
1: Oh, hello. I'm Grant. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to figure out like a pattern there.
0: Yeah, yeah. An, an order. <laughs> What's our hierarchy? Who's the king of the podcast? And <laughs> that
2: would be the podcast host.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how are you guys getting
2: on? Go on, Grant. You answer first.
0: Oh, yeah, I
1: am I'm second on my on on the I'm second on the Google Hangout yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, true. Like I'm like a number two. Uh, so <laughs> I I am your I am a number two. So yeah, uh, I've been good. Yeah, um, in terms of well, just general and games. Uh,
0: yeah, catch yeah. up with the gaming just now.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, we played, since the last podcast, the, day, the, the morning after the night before, I think we can call it, after uh-huh. the mood we the were in, uh, recording the last podcast, we uh, <laughs> played our massive campaign game. Uh, it is a, I think we can call it a 12-year campaign, quite massive. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, Role Master, or, or Matt's version of it, When Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. I had a massive slobber knocker, ranked in the Joe's new Shed of Dread. Yep, indeed. His man dungeon.
2: Yeah,
1: let's stick <laughs> well, with Sheriff shade of Yeah,
2: sounds <laughs> less dodgy.
1: <laughs>
2: make me sound like Stu Hart or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, so uh, what? Uh, shall we save the um, the big massive game uh, till a bit later on to say what what you've been up to uh, otherwise? Any other games?
1: For myself, no. Of of uh, been busy applying for jobs. Did you make it to gaming
0: club this time, right?
1: Um oh, yeah, of I, course, Couldn't go. Boo! I couldn't go last week. Uh, I popped in. It's it's on tonight. The night nights of Trinity in Aberdeen for all your for all your role playing hangout needs. Uh, it's so good that I didn't go tonight. Uh, <laughs> we're we're it's not officially on. Uh, we have uh, games. The people are just playing random games just now, oh, I, saw, right. I saw breaking out some board games. Uh, we're basically doing a new block starting Tuesday 8th of uh, January at uh, Kurova Bar, for anyone anyone in Aberdeen who's looking for a, to scratch that role-playing itch, you'd be more than welcome. And we'll be playing Eternal Contenders.
2: A fine game. Cool.
1: A fine game indeed, Yes. <laughs> Uh And yeah, I think I may have played Eternal Contenders. Yeah, I would have got a session in since last time with uh, with
0: the kids at school. Cool, good stuff. Talk cool. about yourself, Joe.
2: Yeah, well, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Since <laughs> yeah, of course. Podcast. So <laughs> I've uh, managed to get getting a few games and stuff. Uh months ago when I was last on the podcast, and so since then I actually got a game. Um, which was which was quite impressive when uh, I was on holiday in America with my family. I actually, got my mum and my dad and my sister and her boyfriend all agreed to play a game. We played the game of Hell for Leather, uh-huh. uh huh, and that that went really well, surprisingly well. Oh, really? That was quite good, yeah. <laughs> we had that set in like uh, the Elizabethan age, when there were a, a company of actors <laughs> had got drawn into this this bloody feud, and one of them had been uh, been murdered and then came back to take revenge on the rest of the, the, <laughs> the uh, rest of the rest of the company the rest of the cast and there's all this this love triangle going on. <laughs> uh, oh it is good it was, was, was cuz none of them role play at all ever role play before. I think. so. Um and we got through the we got through the whole game <laughs> and had some, some good scenes <laughs> thanks Some quality scenes there was like this this love triangle thing going on with the uh, uh, ribald the fool when he came back and uh, it was it was quite good, in it? But in the end, he took like a dislike to some of the other the, the other characters, and the ones who had actually admitted that they they would set him up and killed him. He, in the end, he ignored them and killed the rest. What
1: was the explanation for that?
2: <laughs>
1: so, just, just random.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, it was too old to do with this love triangle thing. Though, oh, okay. It was like he decided that if he couldn't have uh, the known, could so he was going to kill. Kill off um, uh, his ex-love and uh, kill off the other people who would interfered, or that he'd sort seen as rivals. But the so two who actually th- set who actually set him up and, and um, left him for dead and um, in the graveyard, he decided to to not try and target them. So,
1: so he, won't, he didn't so much mind being killed. It was more the
2: uh, it's just the way the way the story gone. developed. I mean, he did target yeah, yeah. them early on, but. And the last scene, when he had the option, he, he chose to kill some of the, uh, the other characters. So, so that was that was good. That was cool. That was, it was good to get that game in. Um, and other than that, playing played Warhammer, like you mentioned, the big slobber knocker match, uh, to celebrate moving into my, my shed of dread, which is this... I've converted the garage into this uh, office gaming space, which is where I am at the moment, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so I just dug out all my painted Warhammer figures, and we just had a huge battle between the orcs and goblins in the skaven.
1: Would you like <laughs> to uh, guess at how many points that was?
2: Uh, I think it was about it was about seven thousand points on each side, something like that. So,
1: and yet it only 7, took about
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably, yeah.
1: And it only took us about as long as it would have taken Colin and to play a, a twelve hundred point game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder why do, do, does it take like as much longer to play a 7000 point game as you'd imagine or is it actually just because you don't have as many options because there's so much stuff on there does it, is it still quite quick
2: um, well I'd specifically made it to have like not that many units but just loads of really big units
0: right um, ah, Right. Okay.
2: so there wasn't too much to think about and stuff and uh because and, and the magic doesn't take any longer because you just have the same amount of uh, magic dice. Yeah, it? that's yeah.
0: true. Yeah, and you still get the same amount of turns, don't you? So,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. We we're playing like a, a. In fact, we only got we only got. Three, which to say, we finished the game. We only played four turns, but we were playing like a, a variation on the Watchtower scenario where there were three objectives that had to be held, and so uh, at the end of turn four, it was like if you roll a six, the game ends. And, you know, of course, we all a six, <laughs> so
0: mm-hmm. the game ended.
2: ended Ended in a draw. <laughs> Yeah, no. all power to Russ
1: for finishing that that one off. Because so I don't think I helped very much, and uh, I had to leave after what three turns uh, to you know come back up to Aberdeen.
2: Yeah. So that was that was not was good good first game to get in in. This yeah. Year. Yeah, I was
0: disappointed yeah. to miss the the inaugural shed the shed a yeah. dread day. Ah,
2: there'll be many more.
0: Yes, I'm sure. I hope so. Mm. <laughs> cool. There will,
2: and it's just been. Oh, well, I in. I've just. Mm-hmm. Ooh. He's coming to get yeah. You. You're going
1: double help it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh dear. Joel's <laughs> just waved around a, help, a second seconds of his help abominations in it in the face of the camera.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's that's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to yeah. seeing that.
1: Yes, especially <laughs> when they both come back from the dead to, to haunt.
0: <laughs>
2: that'll be a fun clan molder list I think
1: oh yeah. uh, fluffy yeah fluffy, fluffy, fluffy yeah.
2: don't help it <laughs> I did work out like a 2,000 point Skaven list which had 22 models in it <laughs> I might run that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I <Brilliant.
0: laughs> work out
1: a dark elf list with 4 hydras in it if I can
0: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> I might just not turn up <laughs> What have you been Go playing, Colin? Uh, I, the main thing for me was just the uh, our big, uh, massive game where Joe managed to uh, to kill his nemesis in approximately three turns. I, I didn't kill to... him. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, defeated yeah, your nemesis. I defeated him turns.
2: in a, in a yes. duel without a ever jewel. drawing his yes. blood.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this for everyone listening, this is our um, our game that we've been playing. It's a role master system game. We've been playing for about uh, is it fifteen years now. I it must be, like, 97 or something.
1: I started in 97. Uh, Joe and I started kind of in that in 97, just as tag-alongs to, to someone else's uh, games uh, in, yeah. in, that, in that world. I think we started proper with me, myself and David, in 2000, and,
0: well, 2000, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, and Joe and I
0: started just not long after that, didn't we, when, uh, when the pink balls flew from the sky.
1: Oh, those pink balls, I... Are... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, was earlier uh, But yeah, time. that was good fun.
2: I, so, yeah, that was a great game. Good, uh, a good session. So, uh,
0: should
2: yes. we talk about that yeah, now? It was.
0: I, uh, so yeah, that's that's what. Sorry,
2: I was just saying. Should we talk about that now, or are we saving that for?
0: Yeah, yeah. Anything? No, why not? Yeah, because I've uh, that's all the gaming I've been doing, so I might as well. Um, yeah. So, I, that was good fun. I'd, 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 I have to admit, the very end of it is slightly hazy for me. The uh, the battle port was flowing possibly a little bit too freely. So uh,
1: yeah, also I um, picked up but, some uh, mead yeah, and some many tasty beers. Yeah, so
0: meads.
2: Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's men's role playing drinking mead.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's a good thing to talk about for the for the designer, so isn't it? The way that we did that session because we did. Um, we set it up so that we had to bring in scenes from our... Well, basically, yeah, we are all travelling from one end of the country to the other, so it was going to take a few weeks of, uh, of in-game time. Uh, so how Matt did it was that we were going to decide what kind of a scene we were going to have in those sort of intervening weeks, and then do them as flashbacks, and the run up to um, us laying siege to a city, which was uh, intended to try and take back some land that was taken from uh, what Grant's character is years ago uh, and also yeah try, well I said did you know that what's his name your nemesis was going to be there Joe yeah yeah he
2: the did. last the last year I'd heard the last um his last location was
0: was that where he was cited
2: in the yeah in the Fentmauer provinces who's known to be working for Fentmauer who's like the big the big bad guy we're trying to trying to take down at the moment
0: yeah yeah so hi so what did you guys like was that did you think that worked well as a design for the way we did that session I thought it was great
2: yeah, I thought it was really good because we've got to start the action straight away. Yeah, Matt just started it with like, right, it's the it was like the eve of the battle, wasn't it? We were about to go straight into the the fight. Yeah, um, but then we got to have the flashback scenes and cut back to things that had happened, uh, filling in the gap between yeah. the last two sessions, which helped it. Uh, yeah, and it helped it flow a bit more and give you a sense of like, oh, those things that I want to do in, in the meantime, but got yeah. straight straight to the action. And didn't uh, didn't drag because sometimes it can drag when you've got especially when you've got those kind of travelling scenes where uh, you need to get from one place to another. And
1: yeah, it's a whole Lord the Lord of the Rings bit where you have to describe every single bit of the journey, the dist and the distant land. This is just me bagging and bagging and talking. This this is (laughs) nothing to do with this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I just felt like we were doing the sort of set-up for the Siege, which was a wee bit of, um, sort of getting to know new characters and stuff, uh, and then every time anything got boring, any time any of the scenes kind of slowed down, we just sort of went, right, okay, let's pop to one of the one of the uh, the flashbacks, or let's pop back to the Siege, and then sort of, so it just speed it, sped it up again, didn't it? it was, yeah,
1: Did yeah it's really of good. The, sort of,
0: uh, the lagginess of all of it.
1: Did you not get like a flashback to your dealing with magic scene, call when you had... When you saw your plot device come up in the city, or was that just my imagination? When you saw the well, uh, or was it before that?
0: No, uh, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't get my scene in the end. Actually, that was the one that was missed out. All right, okay. Didn't
2: you? I thought you didn't have talking unless, to talking. Unless that
1: was part yeah, the, of the yeah, uh, coin talk. Yeah, your character talking to to his mother.
0: Did I?
2: Yeah, asking about oh, your
0: brother. Was that was that post battleport?
1: It was it was later on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I hope you wrote that in the log, Grant. <laughs> I did write it in the log, yes. <laughs> um I can't I, I honestly can't remember much about that.
1: But yeah, I, I thought I thought it was great the the, the way we the, kept the pace up, definitely. Yeah, definitely uh the, yeah. these flashbacks. goes back to our episode one, uh where we were dealing with dealing with time. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You do end up, when you you go back like that, I suppose, there's a slight, you don't get so much the sense of peril uh, I guess because you've got, you know, you're going to survive through, as we do, you know, we know we're going to survive through. Especially we got loads of fate points, but uh,
2: yeah, we well, say that, but you end up you're losing a fate point in one of the flashbacks, didn't you, Grant?
1: Yeah, but usually in Matt's games, if you lose a fate point, it means you're limping around for several weeks. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a limp in the flash forward, so I didn't actually. I knew I was never gonna, it was never going to mean much. <laughs> yeah. and I have like eight fate points now anyway. So yeah,
0: well, that's funny when you say that though, because w- there's no reason why we couldn't have been killed or. Or maimed or hurt or whatever in one of those flashbacks. I suppose we'd just have had to change the siege scene, like you pop back. It's like in uh, some kind of weird time shifting TV episode where, like, they're popping back and forth, and some of the future changes or the present changes or whatever would have to would have to just incorporate that into what was happening at the time. I guess. Well, we yeah, lost. We're
2: it would just be something that hadn't been mentioned before like this wound you had to your leg or yeah.
1: yeah well I'm glad Matt didn't think of that at the time because usually you shaft shaving <laughs> you've had to use a fate point because somebody <laughs> was casting too much magic ah <laughs> oh,
0: who would that be yeah, some shepherd <laughs> usually because it's trying to heal you because of some silly decision that certain has made I would say because
1: oh, <laughs> <of, laughs> his, his minions haven't. His minions are <laughs> too <together cut>
0: old. <laughs> or of course, uh, or of course, a duelist might have ran ahead in a, in a very swashbuckling style and put us all in danger. Maybe, maybe that's well. Bearing well, a certain shepherd running <laughs> ahead your yeah, head, by
2: himself, <laughs> and getting cleaved dead. in the buttocks. Mm. <laughs> Axe up oh, your ass. <laughs> that, that was this yes. Yeah. Yeah, for, mix- all our,
0: <laughs> for all our loyal uh, listeners, all two of you, uh, I did manage to end that session with three buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> it was strange. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah. Anything yeah. else for want to say about that? I, uh... so,
2: well, I've, I've had my climactic duel with mm. uh, Davos McGar, who is the guy that my character, Jago, has been seeking... For the past twelve years, or how long we've been we've been playing for, that was in my original backstory that that was the yeah. guy that I was looking for.
0: Was that right um, from the start?
2: Right from the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I finally, actually met him and yeah. uh, met him in a duel, and uh, thanks to some awesome role playing and just rolling really well on my part, I managed to. Bad
1: was it? Well, well, how right. rolled how right well now, exactly? Three times.
2: It was, well, to start with, I had to pass a will save, because all our entire party is useless at making will saves. But I had to pass a will save to not be hypnotized by his magic sword, and I let roll a ball. The
1: devil's beguiling blade.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I passed that, and then we had a couple of rounds of combat, and then I went, right, I'll try and disarm him, and then I rolled a 97, and then a 98. And then, like a ninety on top of that, or something, ended up, the open-ended rolls ended up with, like a three hundred or something to disarm yeah. him. So, just knocked the sword out of his hand, dropped my main gush, caught both the swords and put them both to his throat. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, he, he surrenders. <laughs> yeah, so, that was that was that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But from a design point of view, it's, it's hard to kind of you just have to hope that the dice are with you at that point because there's nothing much. That's just how, what Rollmaster Master comes down to, isn't it? Just rolling... Yeah. When, you, when you get those lucky 96-plus rolls.
1: Yeah. It seems... I think a couple of times we've had a combat where Matt's thought, well, you were lucky to... You were lucky to defeat that creature. But you've always got a chance where you get the crit, and when there's four of us all fighting at once, one of us is going to get that open-ended... You were in single combat. That was lucky. Um, but be- before we were fighting the great beast, the Ying just like a demon from another dimension with a massive halberd, and eventually one of us was going to score a, a nice crit uh, and, and take it down.
0: Yeah. Oh, but it was the uh, what was his name, the Gorbiter, where we all got sort of semi-crits just all yeah. in the right order to take it down. Well. That was the only chance the only way we survived that encounter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, how, like, how do you How many what, sorry?
1: So I was just asking—is any more points? Just as you were about to start making a point, or asking questions. <laughs> so, so the answer is yes.
0: <laughs> no, I was just going to say from a from a design point of view, like how do you how do you account for that? Do you, is it is it possible to account for the fact that your players might walk in and just kill? Like, as a GM, the players might walk in and just instantly kill your big bad, big bad end of level monster, and basically rip open the whole story. Is it? Is that when GM well, start cheating and just let the monster escape? Even well, though
2: was, some might, but I think <laughs> if you're going to run Rollmaster or a variation of Rollmaster, you're running it because because that's what you like, because there is that option. You like the
0: realism, but, yeah.
1: But, well, I yeah, don't it, know. It, I it, think we've got it, a certain it, amount of inertia with ourselves just because that that's the way we started. So why why change it? I don't know if, if maybe we'd use a different system nowadays. If because Matt's Matt's been playing that system since he was well, thirteen.
2: Yeah, and he's constantly changing it and tweaking it and stuff. I was doing okay. some some work with him for, uh, a couple of weeks ago on like uh, streamlining some of it and changing some of it and alterations that he's going to make. Um, so he's going to change kind of the way some of the saving throws work and even like modify kind of hit points and maneuvering armor and not like streamline a lot of the skills and things like that.
0: So for what to make it just to make it quicker, basically.
2: Yeah, just to make it. Uh, quicker and simpler and just because there's a lot of skills that kind of do the same thing or if you overlap in the basic role master system because you have like the way of the warrior, pain resistance way of the warrior, yeah, yeah. resist stun and you have stun maneuver and maneuver and armor and things like that and then your actual toughness and your fortitude save and your hit points which are all kind of being tough Yeah, I think he just wants to kind of streamline all that into one or two Stuff.
1: but a lot, you know, a lot a lot of what's good about what people like about this sort of system is so involved is you have a lot of what do you call it granularity where, where, where you can really fine tune your character in terms give your character's attributes uh, you know what I mean and people, yeah, yeah. Yeah. people like that I, I like it. It's... Yeah,
0: I have to be. I, yeah, I like systems that have got a whole lot of detail to it, and you can actually like pretend that it does make a difference that so you get one extra charisma or one less, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just something. I suppose it's about developing your character, isn't it? Like thinking that you're actually making this guy better, even if it makes very, very little, like a one percent difference to the roles you're making, you still feel like you're advancing in some way. If you only had one stat to advance, I don't know. I don't know whether that would feel as that's satisfying.
1: On the other hand you're not guaranteed the sort of cinematic the the cinematic sense of, of a great big scene and you're going to pull something big out of the bag you know um, like like Jago did luckily Joe, Joe did luckily get that role yeah. to defeat his greatest enemy yeah. and there wasn't he didn't do anything that he wouldn't have done against the minor lizard men that were munching away through like ten minutes before. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was it. But it's just like sometimes the dice kind of look after you in that way. Like they, they you have to just trust in the supernatural bit of the dice to come to the rescue and sort <laughs> out. Because yeah, it could have just fight could have just gone on for like ten rounds or something. It was just missing each other. Yeah. <laughs> should have been quite dull <laughs> you know, just, like, just doing a few hit points damage and things
1: like that No, you're getting very close to the Monkey Island style dueling where you're you just uh, having a bit of verbal dueling in between
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely <laughs> so, have some good uh, back and forth a good bit of banter and stuff. So, that's part of being a swashbuckler isn't it you have to get in there and get the jibes in <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you just airline out of uh, Order of the Stick now, Joe?
2: <laughs> oh, I can't, which one's Ellen? No.
0: He's the one that has to. He, he only scores hits if he makes a, a cunning, pl- a cunning pun or something like that oh, is it uh, when he makes his, uh, his oh, attack. Oh, multi-classed
1: <laughs> in the end, and about uh, 186 on. So <laughs> yep. <laughs> multi-class as a swashbuckler.
0: Yeah, I pretty much exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh well, is that enough about uh, about Rollmaster for now? Yeah, I think so.
2: I think so, unless we want to talk about uh, player versus player in Rollmaster. Well, yeah,
0: that would that would start off, wouldn't
2: it? Think, yeah, because because cool. um, we often like to do uh, a what if death match, don't we? Between our <laughs> <characters>. <laughs> yeah, of course, between we do. our characters or the other <laughs> our characters versus some of our, our friends' characters who are in a different game, just to see what would happen. <laughs> If we had a death,
1: <laughs> Usually we get killed because they got about five years play on us. We're
0: oh, but not factors. always. Not always.
1: <laughs> I remember one encounter with Russ's ca- with Russ's assassin. I was sitting on a log, he got the first turn, and he shot me in the head with a crossbow, encounter over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still
0: well, remember. I seem to remember another one where uh, we were standing in a plane. We heard the thunder of hooves, and then we were basically all run down by a centaur and killed. That was
2: <laughs> <good>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it can be slightly one-sided. But no, the ones the ones between us all, like because we obviously play as a party. But uh, every time we uh, finish a session, a role master session, and get a little bit drunk, we want to fight each other naturally. Yeah. Um, and generally it comes down to I shoot somebody with a fireball they chop me in half with a sword <laughs> and then whoever's left over fights I'll, each I'll, other I'll generally oh, win well.
2: if, if Corian doesn't blast me I'll, I'll generally win because <laughs> I, I can
0: you yeah it's you and um, you and you, Evan quite often isn't it so basically yeah. a swashbuckler yeah. versus a <laughs> tank
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I was thinking. Well, in, in game we've actually had a little bit of PvP. What What was thinking about early on today? When we're was thinking about PvP was the one scene where we have had actually. Oh yeah, in, we we the story. Game. Yeah. yeah, there were no weapons yeah. involved, were there? No, no they're just no, like, no, no. They're just fighting over the fighting over the fate orb that has. It was my my father's uh, sort of thoughts and memories and dreams were stored up in this orb. Uh, which was a massive plot device obviously for my character, he can uh and it kind of made him a bit crazy, so uh David David's character who's kind of sworn to protect me, uh uh tried to try to basically discard it, throw it away. Or throw it in it? the
2: sea. Yeah, he was trying to throw it in the sea. Yeah. And I was trying to stop him throw it in the sea. <laughs> so <laughs> we had a bit of a a bit of a brawl and a scrap for it. And then yeah, it did again it, it did come down to like he he'd got the better of the fight and it Matt was like okay don't roll a fumble and you kick it into the sea and he rolled a fumble
1: it was just that he rolled
2: a <laughs> one or something yeah.
1: yeah it ended up with was it wasn't like he gave it a target number he was like one short and he just yeah it went up to the cliff I and he then he rolled, rolled right yeah. up to the edge
0: yeah Yeah. and then you worked fast enough to go and get it Joe weren't you and just yeah. grabbed it and ran off I think Oh. Yeah, and
2: so that, that was interesting to be that that's the only uh, player versus player kind of conflict that we've had really, only only physical conflict anyway, hmm. um, and that was still very kind of amicable. We weren't going to kill each other. Yeah, it
1: end up yeah. with other a bit of that. fisticuffs. All, but... Yeah, a bit of
2: fisticuffs, and it was all but it was, it was all plot related. Um,
1: yeah, it's very real. There's nothing contrived. It just it just came out of the characters. Matt had very little to do with it at that stage, mm. which is just great.
0: So it was like I always get the impression that the other group. So we've we've got a group of friends that play in the same setting and yeah. the same system, obviously with Matt. Um, they are how many? Is, it? is there three or four of them? Four is it? Because um, Pete played as well, didn't he?
2: I don't think Pete's really played with them that much. Right, it was so uh, the-
0: yeah, so there's three of them. There's a sorceress, a kind of witch yeah, hunter. Uh...
2: five of them, I think. Oh, is there? All um, right,
0: okay.
2: Usually, there's... Yeah, there's a well, Juergen witch hunter, Adamoria, the sorceress, uh, Mar- uh, Mar- Mar- Marius van der Platz the assassin, and there's... Uh, what's his name? Stavros, whatever he's called, the animal... Oh
0: yes, yeah. So, and, yeah. Then
2: there's, and then there's a paladin guy as well who, right, uh, okay. who, Tom, who Tom plays, who's Jurgen's good half brother, something. Just like <laughs> Jergen, but he's really nice, but uh-huh. <laughs> without like the evil goatee
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jurgen to everyone else, who is the apparently the most evil uh, player character ever conceived.
2: He'll he's just not kill, just kill, evil. Kill... He's more. He's more deranged than evil <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't really put enough thought into being evil he just does completely nuts things actually so, yeah
0: he just, does the, he just does anything to achieve his goal isn't it it's, like, it's not like he's been evil it's just yeah, like oh this is his goal, it's just to
2: the right thing to do at that point <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost got nothing to do with any sort of goal like, really well yeah we're well, time he just he heard some story about some uh really good tobacco they could get when they're in the middle of the jungle, so he dragged the whole party down these tobacco mines and they all got attacked by these giant spiders. <laughs> tobacco <laughs> mines.
0: Yeah, something <laughs> like
2: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... so, yeah, sorry, what I was going to say was I always get the impression that they uh, have a bit more conflict. you know if they yeah. ever had a fight amongst their party, like actually in the story?
2: Yeah, I don't know if they've ever had a straight-up fight, just, but you get, you get the idea that certainly... Yeah, certainly half their group would, would would slaughter the rest if it suited them.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <To> the
2: <point. laughs> I think like Russ's character, the assassin, he's he's always kinda of got one eye open and would has probably got a, a contingency plan of how to kill or get away from the rest of the group. And Phil's Phil always plays Phil plays evil characters. He always plays <laughs> evil <laughs> evil characters who just manipulate the rest of the group and everyone else. <laughs> so, so yeah. He's got a war boon, and he's not afraid to use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, but uh, but it still seems to kind of well, it, it still seems to kind of work for them. Like their their campaign has been going for quite a long time, yeah. even with a much more uh, much more kind of strife. Party. Yeah, much more fractious party. But I don't I don't yeah. think they've ever kind of gone to full PvP. Actually, blows on each other or. Mm. Totally tried to screw each other over, but it's something that's it's difficult to to manage in games, and it can cause it can wreck a lot of groups and wreck a lot of uh, games and, and stories, campaigns, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, How so? Do you think? That, what are you thinking of an example there? Uh,
2: well, it used to almost be like a cliche, like the old D and D days, like if you've been playing a character for a long time and then your character character got killed. Uh, and you thought well, the rest of the group hadn't helped you enough, then your new character would be a neutral evil thief who, at the first opportunity, every time when they go to sleep, would like like cut their throats in the in the night, <laughs> or, <just laughs> steal, or steal all the party's gold and magical items and run away. <laughs>
1: right, just, I'm just <laughs> sell your stuff.
2: And that's nasty. like a game killer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
2: So and and, some of the, and the old style like Dungeons and Dragons, I think it was part of the thief thiefly classes, you were kind of ex- almost expected to like backstab the rest of the party or steal from them at some point and you got experience really? points for that and stuff. Oh,
0: really? So,
2: um, I think so. I could, could be wrong, but I'm sure like in the very early days that was like part of it. Yeah. So, that's,
0: that's so where, like what?
2: Um, I was just going to say that's kind of where Munchkin comes from as, as a parody of that, that old style uh, play. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Yeah. I was curious when you when you brought that up. Where are there so? What are the games, or are there any games that are designed just for player versus player stuff? I suppose, well, like, I suppose you can talk about like contenders. That that's just really PVP, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's that's design, and that's the thing. I think from a design point of view, if you're going to have player versus player in a game, I mean, there's loads of games. Most games are player versus player, but I think it has to be designed with that at the forefront, and that from the outset, and that has the understanding because i think what yeah, I, I find like dysfunctional
1: compact between players that that's that's what yeah do.
2: yeah exactly because that's what i find dysfunctional in games that are kind of although it said you know it's open ended you can play it whichever way you want but it's kind of uh, given that you'll be working as a party cooperating together and working together but then someone starts passing secret notes to the gm and just screws everyone else over and Did Jago not spend
1: about four your character? Jago not spend about five years doing that with you and Matt. I still don't know what those notes were. <laughs>
2: yeah. I've, I've told you everything that was in those notes because I don't yeah, like yeah. secret notes. And <laughs> Jago has never screwed you over. He's, no, he's, he's not. That's why he's, that's
0: were <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> constantly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. That. Um, like, yeah, those those games just kind of—they <clears throat> only work when you're working together, don't they? They only work when you're actually—you feel like you're a team and that kind of stuff. But yeah,
2: that's it. And I think it's—it's it's a hard thing to manage if it's, you just if you're just relying on the GM to adjudicate it. And some because some GMs really like it and they get sucked into that. It's like one well, character having secret plots, and I—I I don't know. Maybe it can work for some players but I've just never seen it done well and it just tends to lead to a lot of resentment in the group I think yeah. uh, people get annoyed if you've, got,
1: if you've got a limited term game that, that helps as well so it's not something that's going to fester for weeks and weeks I don't feel like and you know if, if the if the game's going to end very soon, certainly we, we play we play in blocks like I said before I think in um, at Knights of Trinity at the club and if you know that you're not going to be playing the same game in three weeks or so, then I suppose it gives you a bit more freedom. Uh, I don't think we've had any real conflicts. It's come certainly come close, especially in the Black Crusade game, where we are all evil, evil-aligned yeah. characters, and uh, there's a there's a, a split that was just about boiling over between the Space Marines and the Mortals in the in the party
0: yeah did it not come to anything you managed to sort it out or
1: yeah there was a mission to the we're, we're basically in the middle of a dungeon or a, as a spaceship but basically we're in the middle of a dungeon and uh kind of realized it would uh be in our best interests so, to pull together
0: <laughs> so do you think it's uh it's a taste thing then like of when i was thinking about this you go back to sort of the old games you used to play, they're always PvP, aren't they? Like any computer games always tend to be playing against each other. Like you're just playing Tekken, obviously, you're just beating each other up. And board yeah. games, pretty much every board game you can play is always you versus the others there. Maybe there's a wee team involved, but then it's team versus team. But then all the role-playing games we play there together, naturally. And nowadays, I actually enjoy playing the cooperative computer games more than versus computer games like dylan and i played through all of the uh, the baldur's gate games together and we ended up playing them far more than any other games we'd played like against each other we ended up looking around for loads of games like that like trying to find more games that would let us uh, play through these stories together yeah. and is it do you think there's just a bit of a like some people like the kind of competitive aspect of it and some people like playing with each other is it or is there a bit of room for both
2: I think they're two different things, aren't they? And that, I think the point is you want to know what you're signing up for. And, and stuff like if you're wanting a cooperative game, then yeah, the fun is working together and overcoming stuff together. Um, and if you want wanting a competitive game, or a lot, a lot of games you know from the outset, like if you're sitting down to play Warhammer Fantasy Battle or Blood Bowl or something, um, you know from the outset that you're going to be playing against that other person. That's the idea. Um, and in, in Contenders, you know that at some point, you're going to be in the arena fighting the other characters. Um, but it's it's when... Uh, like if you set off playing the Baldur's Gate game with, with Dylan, I don't know what the settings are, and then halfway through, you just decide, all right, it'll be a laugh, I'm just going to backstab Colin's character and call him as Then Yeah, I
0: remember
2: oh, trying to
1: play... It be Dol- quite annoying.
0: <laughs> well, the competitive aspect there was when you killed a monster, it's whoever gets to the loot first, obviously.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, you didn't share party gold?
0: No, yeah. no. It was run about, press the button as fast as you could to try and get the coins. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah. Any time you could have any sort of friendly fire in a game, there was a few cooperative games that Like like, well, go back to, like, the Spectrum, where yeah. I used to play, like, Double Dragon or something with my brothers, and, yeah, it... As soon as, or, or my pals as well, and as soon as one person accidentally hit the other, that was yeah. it. Fight okay. to the death. Was, <laughs> all your lives are gone. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what level you're on, you're further than you've ever been before. You've worked all fine. You did one flying kick, missed the guy, hit him in the back. No apologies. <laughs> just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bam, that's it. That's game Definitely. Yeah, that's true. It was exactly the same with Halo. We always used to play through the cooperative mode of Halo. But then, if you had it, I think it was if it was on the harder levels, you could kill each other. Uh, in fact, maybe even the easier levels now. I think about it. But yeah, you'd always end up hitting somebody, and that would that would instigate a bit of a,
2: <laughs> of a <fight laughs> the death of Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually,
1: going back to that, you, there was always. Yeah. Do were there more cooperative older games? I'm thinking of. All the all the scrolling beat em ups like the double Dragon and the and the clones back in the spectrum, mm. all of the all of the puzzle bubble, sorry, bubble bobble, yeah. uh loads of examples of game uh, gauntlet, all all these arcade games you could do cooperative. Is that yeah. is that missing from modern computer games? No, I, think,
2: I, don't think
0: so. I think most computer games these days they always have a Well, I was going to say they always have a multiplayer mode, but a lot of them are against each other, aren't they? Hmm. I think there's probably loads that you can play. Well, I'm not sure actually. I don't play as much as I used to. So.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the games that I'm playing recently, they've all got co-op modes. Yeah. Things like I played Torchlight 2. You can play that cooperatively. Um, Orcs Must Die 2. They've introduced a co-op mode in that. In the first (laughs) one, that didn't. Um, Also, think you're playing XCOM too. as well you and that's got a co-op mode isn't it you can
1: um uh, not on the not on the campaign it. mode and i haven't tried the multiplayer uh but uh-huh. yeah like like i said i would i would like to play that eventually on, on multiplayer but i want i want to see all the all the scared aliens come up in the course of the story because the campaign yeah. is really good yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that's cool but no i think i think mo- uh cooperative mode multiplayer is quite big quite big at the moment Probably more so than it was, you know, back in back in the day, because just because it was harder to do multiplayer games on the Spectrum or
0: whatever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, does well? Okay, does uh, um well? I suppose it counts for both. But I was going to say, does uh, a multi? How do you pronounce it? A memoprika.
2: Memoprika. Mm-hmm.
0: Multi. <laughs> massively well, multiplayer online role playing game <laughs> <laughs> exactly, doesn't <laughs> work a bit like World of Warcraft, that includes both there's loads of cooperative in there but there's also loads you choose, of PvP don't you,
2: usually? Don't you, you yeah. usually choose your server um, based on what you want right?
0: yeah. Yeah. well you can, uh, can you not choose what you want until you're like level 50 or 60 or something and then basically it's a free for all, you can't choose to be a an immune level 60 character or something, I think that's the way it works yeah. I'm not sure though but yeah, you're right, Joe. You can, ch- if you can choose. you that long.
2: You deserve everything you get.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I so I mean they must realise they acknowledge the fact that some people hate the PvP aspects. They just want to play yeah. around either by themselves or with their friends, but not get stabbed in the back by a random thief. <laughs> they
1: haven't acknowledged the fact that most people hate cartoon pandas. But there you
2: go. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's got very good reviews, doesn't it? Weirdly. They- yeah, I'm sure I saw it like, in, in the Times or in the Guardian or something, they'd given it like... Really? Like, oh, maybe it was Empire, somewhere like that, I'd give it a 5 star <laughs> rating. Like, still Warcraft.
1: <laughs> yeah, every time I've played, I played any computer role-playing game, it just makes me hanker so much for a tabletop game.
0: <laughs> yeah, But it's just so much easier.
1: You just so need die. people... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just so much set.
0: Uh, well, see, you don't need your GM, do you? That's the thing. You don't need somebody to design right. you it. For can just, to just
2: run it for you. You plug in and it's, and it's there, isn't it? Yeah. You just yeah. play. But it is just more of a grind fest than yeah, exactly. any sort of meaningful role playing or interaction, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, can, you, you, they, can,
1: they, you can always describe a, an awesome, awesome sink kill that you've seen that you have to watch 75 times as you sit down <laughs> when you sit down and you're killing a slightly different coloured warthog from the one before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so from a, a design point of view then, Joe, mm. particularly, how do you design a PvP game that lets, say, me fight against David's character? So a sorcerer fighting a pure fighting person because that never works in our PvP stuff when we play role Master one against yeah. the other. I always get either I'll kill David straight away with one massive bolt uh, of flame, or he'll kill me straight away by smashing me in the head with a hammer. How
2: do you make that more even? <laughs> well, that is even, isn't it? <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Like, How ra- you arrange ma- your mail in <laughs> up close and mail you.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, is it. Well, okay, is that is that the way it should be then? I think, I, think, well,
2: I think if that's what you're going for PvP, yeah, if you're want, going you to have it class based or whatever, then each class will have its own niche. Um, I can try to do it a bit with Labyrinths and Lycanthropes in a really simple way. Mm-hmm. That basically, that is all about range. At long range, the the mage is king. Uh-huh. The, no one can touch him. Up close, the fighter is awesome. You know, he can take anyone down and parry any attacks and stuff. Yeah. And kind um, in then in between, or using when sneaking, then no one can touch the thief. Yeah. So they all kind of excel in their own niche. Yeah.
0: But,
2: but outside of that, they're in trouble. And that's kind of how it's balanced.
0: Yeah, I suppose to take that away, you're basically just going to have to turn every character into the same thing, aren't you? You're just going to—I don't know—you're going to make them all. Well, the fighter will suddenly be good at range, but he's using a crossbow rather than a firebolt. And the mage will be good close-up defense, but he's using his staff rather than a sword or something. I just can't yeah, suppose. Well, yeah he's you're right.
2: It just... To power himself up or
0: something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, then it's then it's not particularly interesting because they yeah. equal in that in that Aye. way yeah so it you know, yeah, basically I think to make it interesting you want a, you want a cluster of styles somehow and then it's about how you define that style and if they're just if the styles class based then it's um simplest like what is that class good at what what are their unique features and conversely hmm. what are they what are they weaker at yeah you know, so traditionally yeah, the mages will have the most powerful spells be good at range have a wide variety of effects they can do but will be physically weaker take less hits or um, usually they have a limited think,
1: use of, of, of those of those abilities as well. Yeah, so we usually have
2: resources that'll that'll deplete, leaving them more vulnerable. Uh, so it's it's about kinda of, yeah, about kind of managing those resources and, and trying to find a way to balance to balance that. Um and I think that's that's how the role master kind of tries to to balance it, even though you know the Max version has hacked it significantly. And, yeah. Uh pumped up magic but you are as a spellcaster any spellcasters are very reliant on their powerpoint reserves and how much juice they've got in in the bank and when when they're juiced up yeah they can take on anyone but yeah after casting a few big spells suddenly that resource is gone and they're very vulnerable
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no that's the I I know there's always complaints in our game that like can well coin can basically kill anything that you guys can't but then you know, i always start to feel i like always never actually use it because i'm conscious of him to save it uh, which basically means that i never actually use it all up or rarely do because <laughs> you're so yeah. careful with it
1: there was one time we nearly did, and one of, one of our greatest victories was yeah. taking on taking on the cathedral, Aye. and I think you'd basically just about ran out by the end of it.
0: Oh, I had more than ran out. That was when I learned channeling because that was what I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> channeling, I not using the PowerPoint, so just blew and draw it from somewhere else. Never figured that out, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
1: But yeah, at one point the entire party was just stopped while you recovered, I think, because you just couldn't get by without... Yeah. We were just... We had this... Because those powerpoints as a resource are... The way it's worked out with our party balances, you're uh, uh, both the artillery and the healer.
0: Mm. <laughs> but equally I would just get slaughtered straight away if you guys weren't standing around as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: That's it, like artillery... Would be just run yeah exactly out, like, yeah, cavalry totally. or uh, yeah the infantry if they didn't have someone defend it um, mm-hmm. and you're always hobbling by the end of a fight aren't you? and coins yeah. always always <laughs> crippled and <laughs> destroyed somewhere but having done immense damage usually <laughs> yeah, and, and then the other interesting thing in in uh, Matt's game is that there's a big story balance isn't there there's a big background balance for magic in that the whole yeah. the whole world all the cultures. Uh, are very superstitious and hate magic and magic users and believe it's the worst of yeah. um, You know, ninety-eight percent of the NPCs in the game will instantly want to kill you if they see you <laughs> using magic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is a slight disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah. We, we do try and not leave any survivors, which we're kind of <laughs> getting accustomed to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kill everyone, kill any witness! (laughs) Yeah, so
2: that's that's another interesting way of trying to bring that balance into the game and comes from, uh, yeah, not so much the hard mechanics, but, yeah, balancing it in terms of the the background, the fluff, and just making it difficult for you. Yeah, we've had a hard
1: choice of even even our magic weapons. Like, what do we take with us? I've had to leave behind my awesome sword because it's got arcane runes on it, which will, which, you know, are pretty. Mean you worship the devil! Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> out That's right, yeah. <laughs> follow follow me, man! No! You're evil! You have things on your sword. And when, when your shield gets scratched, it, it glows and it gives off beams of a painful light. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so what that, that's the scenario design uh, more uh, more than more than um yeah mechanic design.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, what are there? Are there any? Um, uh, what are the other kind of big P, pure PvP role playing games then?
2: Uh, well, I, it's one that, that you crops up quite a lot. I must say, I've never played it. I don't know much about. It, but Paranoia is right. supposed to be like player versus player, That's or player a bit versus. Is that Steve yeah. Jackson? I think it was originally something like that. Um,
1: the American Steve yeah. Jackson.
2: Yeah, it was like a new version of it. Not wasn't it, Craig? Kostikin as well. I think you've designed at least one of the versions of it. Um, and that, that's what's really weird.
0: Yeah, it says uh, um, designed written by Greg Costicki and Dan Gilbert, and Eric Goldberg.
2: Not Bill
1: Goldberg.
0: It uh, was a sci <laughs>
1: Just think that. Goldberg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so so, is it pure PvP, or is it got storylines to it and settings? No, as well? it's
2: got a storyline to it and settings as well. It's difficult for us to, to talk about, but, but as far as I know, there's there's like a computer, evil computer overlord that kind of rules the world, and you're all c- clones, and <laughs> right. you have to kind of obey these the crazy laws that change all the time, and if not, you get executed. Um, and then you become one of your other clones until you run oh, out right. of clones. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of rewards for um, like grassing up the other players or getting them into trouble like, if they've violated some rule or regulation or something like that. So I think that's how the player versus player element um, comes into that. Right. Okay. Uh, as far as I, and then I think it's very it's a bit of a marmite game. It seems like people either love it or hate it.
0: Really.
1: So. Are there lots of notes to the GM there?
2: Yeah. I think that's probably about half the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. I might say, I'm actually just doing a quick search for just like PvP role-playing games. There's not a lot coming up. There's probably not... Well, I suppose it's not really what you go into role-playing games to do, is it? It's not exactly playing a role if you're just basically fighting somebody else.
1: no well, it is, thing. but... Usually you're fighting the other person, but all the people you're fighting is the GM.
2: I mean, that's it. The traditional structure is that you're all working together fighting against the GM. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it shouldn't be player versus player. And then if players do fight each other, sometimes it all breaks down and goes uh, a bit nuts.
1: I think if you're wanting to have it you've got to have a good conversation in a in a traditional setting and you want PvP in there I think you need to f- kind of flag it a little and we've had conflicts in terms of where we want the party mm. to go, certainly we in, have, in but we're, we're very
2: um, very uh, accommodating I think we, we work together really well as a group and as a party <laughs> <laughs> Don't we? No, I, well. think, I think we do we really, really, yeah. really do uh, yeah. I'm just thinking about it. I mean, I've not had that many games, but, but generally when it just comes down to some sort of PvP PB, PB, issue or one of the characters goes to the dark side of stuff, um, it's kind of depending on whose side the GM takes All uh, determine who wins and then it's quite often it's a campaign killer like the rest of the players don't want to come back after they've been murdered by one of their former Teammates, even if he was mind controlled or touched an evil tree or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I think the trick might be to not make it. Make sure it's not deadly. If there is if there is PvP, then you're going yeah. to you're gonna might you might lose out something. You might lose out in some way, or the party might go the, the other way. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of it's taken out of, out of the GM's
2: hands. When it does, we come down to pure play versus play. I'm thinking like uh, Legend of the Five Rings game once played, that it came down to the, the Crane Samurai and the Crab Samurai. The two players just end up having like a, a big in-character argument and challenging each other to a duel and stuff. And the GM was was not happy with this at all, it yeah. was like <laughs> kind of ashen faced, and, and going I'm closing the book, I'm closing the book, we're ending the session and they were like, no we're fighting, we're having this duel now and stuff, and Crane, <laughs> dueling master, did this ijutsu strike which like, totally nailed the crab gun oh no no,
1: I think at that really? point there's a there's a there's a horde of oni coming, here's me, yeah. here's me dishing out GM tips, of course because I'm such a wonderful GM so. <laughs> no I am not <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, so why, why didn't
2: you awesome. like that then, what I think just because he, he didn't want any player versus player in in the game, it, was weird it, it, it wouldn't work in the game. To the point where he just it was ignoring like stated player character actions by so saying this is what I'm doing: I'm drawing my sword and attacking. Mind that that gem was quite bad for if, it, <laughs> if things didn't happen the way it was supposed to in the scenario. He would just ignore right. what he was saying and read out the cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do remember one time was like, oh, this, this we're trying to defend the Oracle of Fire, and there's like, oh, and the scorpion woman walks over to him. I was like, no, I stand in the way. I'm in front of her. She's not getting anywhere near him. She plunged a dagger into his heart. I was like, what? I
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fine. I suppose that had to happen for the scenario. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you can tell it's been designed ahead of time, you had no choice whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh well. <laughs> so, what else do you think? Well, is there anything else we're want to talk about with the PvP stuff?
2: PvP stuff. Um, I, don't know, I think that it can work really good and it can add something to a game. But again, it just has to be agreed from the outset that that's that's what you're going for. That's what you're going to do. I just know that's on the, the table.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, that it's okay to do that. Yeah, that it's okay. To that. Yeah, and and you have to having uh, a
1: quick chat when you're planning to do it. And rather, yeah. than, I suppose it's more of a soft, a soft thing that rather than a game design. Sometimes.
2: Sometimes, but I mean, there's there's games that can that are well designed that can totally kind of mitigate that, mitigate the the way if the way that they structure conflicts, the way that conflicts work, like. I think of, like Dogs in the Vineyard by Vincent Baker. I still want to
1: play that. Yeah.
2: The way the way that that works is the way that you set out the stakes for, for a conflict. You can you can say like, okay, right, I walk into the room and cut your head off, uh, and then then they block that with a certain action and stuff, and it develops from there. But that's the stake. The stake is that that will be what happens if if the conflict mm. goes that way. Um, but they've got lots of resources to bring in to stop that f- from. Happening in the story. Right, okay. So.
0: <clears throat> so what about can we can we get away with talking about PvP and not uh discussing LARPs, considering that's pretty much what that's all about.
2: Uh that's, even that's though I'm just
0: one, genetically opposed to LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> Like how I've always been curious, how the how the I'm hell does a LARP battle curious. work? How how do you decide who hit each other first? And how do they, how do they do the combat resolution?
2: Well there's lots of different systems, but most of them like the buffalo who it's easy to decide who hit each other first. It's very hit each, each other first. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: it. And then there'll be like the amount of damage. Generally like, like the
0: picture you see of a LARP is always is just Oh, lost it there. But it's generally yeah. just two people <clears throat> sitting there hitting each other with plastic swords.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they're not—they're not trained duelists. They're geeks in the field with, with a sword.
2: Yeah, but, but not most larping. <laughs> exactly. Or true. basically,
0: are throwing rubber balls.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it comes—it comes down to the the rules of the particular larp. Like I've—I've I've not done much larping, but I've played. A few many years ago, into the, the gathering, and that was that was just very simple. You had like one hit to each location in your body, uh, unless you had the body development skill, in which case you had two hits. And then if you had armor, that gave you extra. And so if someone hit you in that location, that your location was gone and was useless, okay. um, unless hmm. you had extra hits. Uh, and some more powerful characters, like the use a two-handed sword or something, they could hit for double damage, so they shout two when they hit you.
1: And you shake oh, okay. I haven't been hit before.
2: <laughs> Honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's That
2: was cheating in the last... So the you have to record stuff. it in some way? For the Gathering, no, you, you didn't... You, the, originally, they, when, when I went, it said like, so many people took body development that you just kind of assumed that whoever you're fighting would have it. Uh, but obviously, to have armour, you have to be actually wearing the armour. Or something that looks like armour. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a gentleman's agreement that you react that you react to your hits. You role play getting hit. So that's part of it. Yeah. See that would
1: yeah. be more fun than hitting other people. <laughs> to really hammer up and sell someone's moves.
2: Yeah, it is. That is that's part of it. And, and they do tend to have quite a lot of refs as well. So <laughs> often, there'll be refs to adjudicate if there's problems. But um, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's how they try and run it. But yeah, but it's not always player versus player in laps. Again, that's
0: I was just yeah, gonna say one thing. Um I actually I say that I'm kind of against the whole LARPing thing but I actually I'd be quite intrigued to do one one day because I know I, I think Joe was about to say uh, they're not always PvP. As I heard mm. um, <clears throat> they were talking about it on the Nearly Enough to Dice podcast recently about one that they were doing um, and it was about like going along and being a monster so you can go along basically you employ people to be the monsters and the baddies yeah. uh, who are the, the NPCs I guess so um, so you get yeah, the monsters, player characters great. that go along play the game and then other guys that just go in basically run about monstering folk <laughs> so that sounds like good fun to me um, so yeah I'd, uh, I've always I've, wanted I've never quite taken part in a but I probably could be persuaded as long as I knew that uh, nobody was going to see me <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're right. really, no one will have you now that you've been You mm-hmm. out that it's really sad uh, you, know but, stag,
2: you know that stag do you got coming up Carl <laughs> I was just going to say oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how Joe has uh, managed. managed oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> commandeer
1: commandeer and hijack your 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 stag do as a as, as a night LARPing event. <laughs>
2: that was just a suggestion. I thought, you yeah, know, he likes Britannia. Oh I'm,
1: I'm well double <laughs> we'll all dress up like Monty Python knights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I can live with that. I can live with that. <laughs> Like, we've been Go. over an hour now. Okay, well, given our uh, our lagging problem, should we leave it there? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so.
2: Call it a day, and uh, yeah, any ideas for the next episode? What Should we all stay tuned for the tune for the the design diary? I'll talk about my uh, upcoming designs, what I'm working on, and yeah. uh, another thing I thought might be quite fun is if we like design a game. Through the the Dicing with Design podcast, because and last podcast you two were talking about trying to get a game going either on like Google Plus or um, a video game just for people to join up and you know get a game or something more regularly. Mm-hmm. So it might be it, would, it might be quite fun to just try and put something together that would meet uh, all our criteria of, of what things we like in a game, and then see. if it, you know, with uh, the understanding it's going to be run online, and see how that goes.
1: Yeah, sounds well, great. Th- Yeah, think about think about a, an online uh, environment to play that in, and things like that, and take yeah. it from there. A bit of research, Folk might want to. Just try and design.
0: It. We could even take an aspect every every week to try and sort of uh, try and design for. Uh, and just go through the process that maybe you take, Joe. Maybe ask some other folk as well. I could try and get some experts on and see how they would go about designing that part of the game, whether it's like weapons, defense, mm, setting, idea. all that kind of stuff. That'd be quite cool.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. Like starting off yeah. with the genre or setting or something like that. So, all right, yeah. So the next next week we maybe try and brainstorm what kind of genre of game we'd want then. Yeah,
1: this sounds like an idea. Okay. Yeah, I'm well into that. Perfect.
2: Cool. Okay. All right. yeah, we'll tune in for the next cool. uh, Dicing with Design podcast.
1: It's a thrilling installment. we oh. a <laughs> <with> genre.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so uh, we'd I love to part hear part back from you folks if you could let us know some feedback. Yeah, we'd, uh, so you can contact us on, well, you can get me on uh, GamerColin on Twitter. Uh, you can get Grant at at Grant Sensei I think I'm not even going to try and hand over because of the lag and uh, you can get uh, Joe at is it at Joe J Prince Joseph yes you can go to our website as well it's uh, thepodcasthost.com forward slash Dicing with Design and there's a contact form on there or you can comment on our posts as well so uh, it'd be great to hear if somebody's listening Uh, and also yeah feedback on uh, what you'd like to hear on the show as well so yeah cool thanks very much for listening thanks guys for the chat there we go. Bye-bye.